Simple Suttas, a podcast on original Buddhism. Visit us at simplesuttas.wordpress.com. Smolens, Sarvastivadins, and the Space-Time Loaf Sometime around 300 years after the Buddha, the Greater Sangha started settling into different sects. There is much debate about this timeline, but these weren't warring sects or anything like that. In fact, mostly it was just different flavors of Dhamma arising in different locations. But they each did have distinct teachings. The largest and most influential sect for 500 years was the Sarvastivadins. Their most distinctive teaching was this, that everything that exists, did exist, or will exist, exists right now and forever. Or, as they put it, all Dhammas, past, present, and future, exist. On the face of it, this seems very strange to us. How is it possible, even in the normal sense, for something that is in the future to already exist? And for Buddhists in particular, how could it make sense that everything is impermanent, and yet all dhammas of the past still exist? But actually for the Sarvastivadins, this idea was a way of grappling with kama. Their line of reasoning went something like this. One, the present is impacted by past actions. Two, but things only exist based on causes and conditions. As soon as the cause ceases, the result ceases. Three, in order for past actions to impact the present, they must still exist. Q-E-D. This logic works for the future as well. One, what we do now impacts the future. Two, again, Things only exist as long as the causes and conditions exist. 3. So, in order for the present to impact the past, the future must already exist. If your eyes are watering a bit at this mind-bending logic, then you are not alone. But consider this. The idea is not just some weird contortion of the Dhamma from 2,000 years ago. It's also the currently accepted interpretation of the theory of relativity. For Einstein, one implication of relativity is that one's relative speed through space impacts our speed through time. This is how the twins' thought experiments work. This is why Einstein thought that our perception that we pass through time is nothing but a persistent illusion. Instead, he thought of space-time as a giant loaf. All things that have or will exist already do exist. The illusion is that there's something special about the present Okay, not precisely the Sarvastivadin view, but clearly very similar. Of course, there are alternative ideas to both of these positions. First, the Sarvastivadins. Imagine for a moment that I push a ball. I push it for an instant, then let go. Of course, the ball moves forward when I push it, but it doesn't stop the instant I let go. It continues going forward until finally slowing down and stopping. Is this a violation of the Buddha's dictum that when the cause or the condition of something ceases, then that thing ceases as well? Not at all. At first the ball moves forward because I pushed it, but it continues to move forward after I push it because of momentum. What I have done in the past continues to have implications because of the momentum of kama. 
This is actually completely common sense. If I dropped out of high school or treated my parents well or killed someone or ordained many years ago, I still feel the effects of these decisions. Duh, Servastivadens. As for Einstein, I'm not up to the task of taking on one of the greatest scientists of all time, but Lee Smolin, a physicist specializing in quantum mechanics, is giving it a go. You can see his articles for the details, but his thesis is basically that space, not time, is the conditioned phenomena. Time, for him, really exists. Duh, Einstein. I'm kidding, of course. I don't know if Einstein's interpretation is superior or smolen, but I do know that it makes little sense to me to practice as though everything that will happen already exists in some sense. In order for comma, in order for practice, indeed, in order for anything to make sense, my choices have to be in some sense meaningful. How could one choose to believe that their choices don't matter? Indeed, the takeaway for me is that this kind of philosophizing can be dangerous. It's not that there's anything wrong with philosophy or science or theology per se, but that certain kinds of conclusions can lead one to dark and unhelpful places. Indeed, any kind of firm conclusion can be ultimately unhelpful. If you really believe that because of an armchair philosophy or popular science, ideas that your actions in this world are meaningless, my advice is to get a new philosophy quick. Have you considered Buddhism 